0: We all know the cautionary tale of the tortoise and the hare, but what does that actually look like in life and business?
1: I'm Jess, somatic strategist and creator of Generative Profit.
0: I'm Sam, psychotherapist, coach, supervisor, and facilitator
1: of permission. And together, inside this podcast, we're combining our experience in business and expertise in mindset, strategy, and the nervous system to bring you real, raw, and deeply nuanced conversations, lessons, and perspective shifts that'll support you to strip back the layers of conditioning you have around traditional success and heal your relationship with your business, worth, work, and money. So you can soften into success, exhale as you expand and create a life and business filled with riches and richness.
0: If you're ready to dance in the slow and actualize and knowing that it's from this place you'll collapse timelines and create sustained momentum toward the income, impact, presence, and pleasure you desire, then pour yourself a cuppa and get cozy because this is for you.
1: Welcome to The Slowdown. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of The Slowdown. We are so excited to be following on from the last episode's conversation about all our reflections on the past year with an episode where we're going to share how we are stepping into 2024. And something we see so often when it comes to this time of year is everyone gets really excited and starts to set all of the goals. And often that looks like adding a lot more in to their already potentially overflowing plates. And so, what we're going to share is a bit of a process that we personally have gone through this year to really map out our intentions for 2024 in a more easeful and achievable way. So if you're sitting here in the planning stages, then grab out a notepad and pen because this is going to be an episode you're going to want to take notes for. Jess and I
0: are literally recording this
1: episode like it's our second or third
0: last day of work for the year. And so we're kind of wrapping everything up. So it feels really fitting to be sharing our Four-step process for how we plan and then replan our year. Yeah.
1: Emphasis um, on the replan. Replan, <laughs> you know, because
0: life happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that like leads us so well into the first point, right? Reflection and refinement. And so before you dive in and start looking at what are the goals, it's really important to actually look at the past and that was a huge reason why we did a whole episode on that. But in this specific area, like we're going to talk a little bit about like refinements, what worked well, what didn't work well, and what changes we want to implement as we move forward into the new year. Mm, I love that. And there's this quote,
0: um, it's something like, look back, but don't stare for too long. It's like, you know, it's so important to at least spend a little bit of your planning process reflecting. It doesn't mean that you have to get, like, stuck in the past or spend too much time in reflection. Mm. But if we don't reflect uh, and we don't refine, then there's a good chance that we're just going to repeat the same patterns that we want to change from last year. So definitely don't skip over this stage. (laughs) So for us, this is about looking at... um, our capacity and how our capacity is changing and also looking at what didn't work uh, and reflecting on that you know so for Jess and I we were kind of balancing our long-term goals with slow versus our short-term goals of like our revenue uh, and we had kids and (laughs) like lots of other things going on which we shared about in the last episode and so someone told us that to really make slow the mastermind work well, we had to give like 70% of everything from our business energy and time into slow, which absolutely made sense. But we didn't end up doing that, did we, Jess?
1: No, no not not even close. Um, But also yeah. I think that it's amazing to think that we didn't give that effort and got yeah. the results that we got. And it really, I believe, showcases how important it is to be laser focused and precise with the activities that we know are going to like create the highest yields and I think that that's something that while I look back at the year and think oh my goodness we had so many ideas we had so many plans uh, there was a lot of things that weren't executed there was definitely a lot of things that were like executed but not to their fullest potential It goes to show that, like, when you focus on just those one or two core things and do them really, really well, you can still get incredible results.
0: Exactly. And here is where it's so important to reflect, right? Because it would be so easy for us to go into 2024 saying, well, this is a year that we are going to give slow 70%, which we absolutely do intend to do. And we're so excited about it. But if we just decide to say that again without actually looking at, well, why didn't that work this year? Like Mm -hmm. then we're just going to recreate that same pattern. So for us, that's looking at, okay, we want to give slow more of the energy that it deserves. Um, What do we need to shift in our other parts of our business in other parts of our lives to actually make that a reality?
1: Yeah, totally. Because I think when we started slow, like we, certainly weren't intending for all of the things that it was going to entail to happen um you know yeah. it it wasn't something that we, we were already in business we were already in life and motherhood and so it wasn't like there was just this big opening of white space that we're like all right let's just plug slow in there and dedicate all this time to it it was on the fly but now that we have this yeah. proven concept that we have now been in delivery of we've launched it we know that it's something that the both of us really, really love doing and want to do more of, then we're able to kind of narrow our focus and kind of put the blinkers on and go, all right, well, like, let's really I'll give this all that we can within our capacity. Um, and I think it's also like an element of this reflection and refinement piece Is looking at the data. Like a lot of times, we can kind of anecdotally reflect on how did I feel, or what did I like, or what didn't I like, or how do I think something went? But sometimes, well, actually, not sometimes, all the time, it's really important Mm -hmm. to also look at the numbers and say, what is the data telling us? And we did a really comprehensive launch debrief and made that available as a workshop, which you can get, we'll link in the show notes below. But in that, we really spoke through all of the data behind our launch and what we know we're going to focus more on in the coming year based on that information. So it wasn't even like we need to go, oh, well, did this thing work or didn't it work? Like We have the evidence to know, okay, well, like let's cut out the things that didn't. And if we only have a certain capacity, let's really focus on doing the things that worked really, really well to further amplify them.
0: Exactly, yeah. If you don't know what worked and what didn't work, then it's so easy to just repeat the same patterns. Mm. Um, And that's other part of this process. Um, Step one, reflection and refinement is looking at what are your patterns and your relationship to work and business. So something that I noticed is No matter what is going on in my life, I find it relatively easy to deeply serve my clients, but I find it hard to show up on social media and to do the more marketing selling kind of thing. And so now that I know that's a pattern that's definitely impacted my business and so I'm like looking at, okay, well, how can I move through that pattern? But if I didn't actually take the time to reflect on that, I could just go into doing the same thing next year.
1: And I think that, I mean, it's a pattern we both share because we are <laughs> so such deep, generous supporters and that for us feels very life-giving and energizing that it's, yeah, there's capacity for it no matter what's going on. And I also think another thing that worked really, really well with us is our ability to really effectively communicate and to state our needs and to state when our like circumstances had changed, when plans needed to pivot. There was never any like, oh gosh, I need to push through because I don't want to let this person down or I, you know, have to do this or, you know, we were able to kind of pick up the slack, so to speak, for one another and support one another so much throughout the journey. And so I think like what, knowing that that they're two things that worked really, really well. And now the opportunity for us is to, continue to double down on our strengths and what's working Mm -hmm. and so that's going to result in a refinement like we're already in the process of deeply refining how we deliver slow in the new year Um, but also allow us to know well okay that gap there is that front end facing that marketing side of things and that was a huge reason for us why this podcast came about because The thing that we do so well inside of our space and also just between one another is have really deep, thoughtful, nuanced conversations. And by jumping on and just recording some of those, it means that we then have content. We then have something that's high level, high value that can be leveraged for our socials, for our emails and you know, if we get to a point where we want to outsource that, we can kind of have these conversations in our voice, in our thought leadership, and then get to the point of having team that can come in and ensure that the visibility elements are happening, regardless of what capacity we're in or what else is going on inside of our lives.
0: And I love that you reminded me, Jess, like to make sure we're focusing on what worked well as well. And like this this first step is also about celebrating what did work well. And for us in slow, like um, the deep service that we provide to the women in our mastermind, but also we did some free service as well this year. That is really what resulted in um, slow growing. And um, it's so exciting. Like we're already getting beautiful feedback from the women in the current round of slow. And some of them are asking about, you know, if they can join next round and, We had a few women join from our free um, group coaching calls that we did. So we can see that um, for us, one of the ways forward and something we're going to really continue is um, deep service.
1: Mm, Yeah. So I think once we've done that reflection refinement piece, the next element we want to really jump into is deciding on your desire. And this is where we get to really dream. And Mm. expand into what, like bigger than what you believe is possible, right? And I'm a huge believer in like nervous system safety and working out, okay, what feels within your capacity, but then also like what feels a little edgy for you right now? Like what's a desire that feels a little bit bold or audacious to go after? And not only from a money level. So, you know, maybe it's a revenue goal, but also like maybe it's within a capacity element. So it might be, okay, I want to receive 300K next year, working 20 hours and feeling really rested, regulated and radiant in the process. And so it really grounds it a lot more than going, okay, well, I just want a 300K year because you know, we can create 300K years by like hardworking and hustling. There's no doubt about that. But is that really how you want to achieve that year? Um, So, you know, really think about how do you want to feel inside of your desire? And the more that you can feel those sensations in your body and like literally as I'm talking about desire and growth and expansion, like I can feel the in my body this like tingling activation of aliveness and just like space opening up in my hip in my stomach and really the just the sensations that are going to start to reweave and support your nervous system to expand and and grow toward that state Mm,
0: and I love like In SLOW, one thing I've learned from you, Jess, and just um, from co-facilitating with you is that it's so powerful to kind of have that expansion number, like that number that feels like very exciting and um, brings up all that desire, but also to have that kind of safety number, like that enough number. Mm. And there's something really magical that happens in there, isn't it? It's almost like giving ourselves permission to go, hey, like this is actually going to be enough for me. Um, And then anything on top of that is going to be like beautiful and wonderful and expansive. And it's really supported me actually to know what my enough number is and to know what I need to do to hit that number.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great that you brought that up. and I'll just speak very quickly into the function of that for anyone that is listening. So the function of knowing what's enough, like what's this number that you feel safe with in that your basic lifestyle needs are met and your basic business needs are met. So it might not be your ideal level of support and your ideal lifestyle, but it's like enough to know that I'm good. Like if I get this amount, I'm good. What that does is it creates a sense of safety within your body. And in knowing that, so say you calculate your enough number and it's actually like $5,000 a month. Um, That feels a whole lot more achievable than going into the year going I need to make 50k this year and obviously like the numbers are irrelevant everyone's going to have their own numbers specifically of what feels safe and enough and what feels stretchy and expansive. um but the point is is, like you want a number that like it's like okay like I know that my base needs are met here and when you are safe when you are regulated when you feel grounded and not out of capacity then you unlock your creativity because you are going to be in a more resourced state as opposed to when you're running around thinking, oh my gosh, I, how am I going to get 50K? Um, and, and putting so much pressure on that specific number, it's actually going to put you in a fight or flight state. And that's going to you know, turn off some of the faculties within your brain and really hamper your ability to actually create, to actually show up and to actually generate those results.
0: Yeah. And we, we have women in slow who are like wanting 20K months and we have women who want 5K months and, um, but getting them to first work out their enough number. Um, yeah. You could just see how everyone feels so much more safe in that. And then, yeah, you can, you can kind of expand from there. Yeah,
1: uh, like and an that exhale, something. especially if you know, yeah. that you're close to it or already there, you're just like, oh. I'm good. So like yeah. even if I don't do anything, I'm I'm, I'm okay right now. And everything yeah. else gets to be icing in on the cake.
0: Yeah. Or if you're more just like someone we, we've got in so who's kind of already a very successful business owner, but she's starting a new um business. For her, it's kind of like, um, you know, just to, to start out saying I'm going to have a 50K launch or a, a 20K month in that business might feel really stretchy. And and it's almost like creating those stepping stones, isn't it? So that it's, you know, those 1% shifts that then um, snowball into the bigger shifts.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and so for us in slow, like our desire, um, we're really going to focus on slow today and not talk about our individual businesses, but we really want to have 12 women who are ambitious, seasoned in business, um, but they're desiring a more sustainable approach to business. And even though they're already getting results, they've got that desire to like really um, soften into success and make business just feel more pleasurable and joyful and creative
1: Mm, yeah and and again like noticing the specifics of that there we're not just chasing an arbitrary number uh we're chasing like how we've learned through this refinement of we want no more than six women per pod call so we can deliver at the level of intimacy and depth that we desire and we only want to do two pod calls because that feels within our capacity. And it also means that the large cohorts still feel really connected. Um, and so there's so much deep intentionality around it. It's not just, we want X amount of number, like revenue goal, mm-hmm. therefore we're gonna sell a ton of different offers or we're gonna have this huge large group. Like we're doing it in a way that's really authentic to us, our desires, our strengths. And even to add another layer to that desire, like the way we want to sell that out is through relationship building and evergreen sales strategies. So again, knowing that we have this quote unquote gap in showing up to market, but we're really great at relationship building and deep service. We don't want to pin all our eggs and results on one launch before the, the mastermind starts each year. And so what we want to do is really build this evergreen sales process where people can come into our world at any point in time and be nurtured, be like deeply loved on. We get really connected, build the relationship with them and sell them into future rounds, um, regardless of what time of year it is that they're coming across it. And so we're making those sales all year round and filling the mastermind all year round. And again, like this is personal preference. This isn't about this is the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it. This is just us deeply knowing what works for us and how we want to set up the business to support the seasons of life that we are currently in.
0: Yeah. And actually that's the third step in this process is clarifying the specifics. So it's beautiful to have the reflection and the desire But then, if you don't get out your pen and paper and your diary, and you don't actually look at how you're going to execute, how you're going to schedule time, then all of those things can kind of just drift along. Um, So, where, for example, we've already gone ahead and like scheduled time for us to meet and work on slow together throughout the year, so that we're not kind of meeting, going, "Hey, when have we got time to work on this?" and And that's something that you might want to do as you're planning, like look at your weekly schedule, your daily schedule, your monthly schedule, and actually work out how much time have you got to implement those desires in business? Because what I found from supporting women in business is that if we don't kind of create space and schedule it in, then it's really easy to just experience this drift where it doesn't happen.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And it's it's about like, like I love um there's a book called The One Thing. And it's like, what's the one thing that's going to make everything else either easier or unnecessary? And so, for example, of how that might look with slow is like the one thing that's gonna make selling it out um easy, and what's gonna make like doing all these other things unnecessary is growing our list, growing our connection to our community. And so when we're clear on that one thing, we're like, okay, what activities are we doing to fulfill on that one thing? And so that's, again, that deepening a connection with the podcast, laying solid foundations with our funnels, with um, having intentional uh, aspects on our Instagram. So there's Instagram highlights set up and there's, you know, the right links in our bio and all of those sorts of things that really support that end goal of bringing people into our community, having them nurtured because that's going to help feel slow. And again, like we're not going, let's go do 5 million other programs. Let's add more offers. Let's add more um, marketing platforms. Let's add more freebies or anything. It's just like we're doing like a couple of these like really core things and doing them really, really well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's getting so specific and clear and making sure that, that like the time is really scheduled into your diary and your planner.
1: We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you, we are currently enrolling in the next cohort of the Slow Mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches.
0: Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up.
1: Slow is the table of women we want to circle up with and share in the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business That doesn't cost you your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply. Head to theslowmastermind.com for more information.
0: To help you kickstart your journey to slow, sustained success, when you apply before the 31st of January, 2024, you'll receive two bonus one-on-one calls, one with Sam and one with Jess. Plus, you'll get access to monthly group coaching until the mastermind officially commences in April.
1: And I think the final step from there, so once you know the specifics, it's getting support. So identifying what support that you need for yourself, first and foremost, so that you feel vibrant and healthy and well and able to come to your business as your best self. The identity work, like what's going to be required to Create these results that you're desiring. Maybe there's some some aspects that you really need to step into embodying. There's some nervous system work, so making sure that you're both healing and regulating your nervous system, and also expanding your capacity to receive and to hold the results that you desire. There's working on the mindset elements. So what beliefs, limitations, stories are going to come up? The patterning that you may be identified. And then, of course, there's the strategy and implementation. So this is where you know we take all of yourself and have that solid, simple, strengths-based strategy that you are going to be able to implement and execute. And maybe if if there's areas or gaps that you aren't personally going to be able to implement or execute, knowing who you can get to support you in that. And so, I think an important note to this element though is. Particularly as your business grows and you've got a bit more cash flow, something I see a lot is this kind of notion where people all of a sudden are like, great, well, I'm going to get all the support. And they hire like various different team members and various different coaches and various different programs. And all of a sudden, they've got all of this money leaking out of their business in so many different ways that it then creates further pressure on performance because they now need to make even more revenue just to break even and to make ends meet. And so it like, you can't throw money at a problem unless you've done the steps to be really discerning about well, how is this going to impact my results? I can't tell you the amount of times that I've seen people have you know a whole bunch of team members doing a whole bunch of different things to, because they're trying to be on all the platforms and do all the steps that they think they need to do when actually they can increase their profitability of their business and their results simply by actually discerning and streamlining and doing a couple of things well, rather than spreading their resources thin.
0: Mm, yeah, it's I so agree that, you know, there's so much to be said to having support. And um, I got a VA in my business pretty early on my business journey, which was really important. But I think you need to be so discerning. And again, just working with Jess this year, like I've seen how you can simplify things and streamline things so much so you don't need to be spending as much money um, on all the different (laughs) areas of your business. So I think um, that idea of resourcing versus being resourceful is really, really important when you're looking at your support plan Um, and knowing your strengths and weaknesses as well. You know, so for me, marketing is definitely probably my weakest link in my business and so like for me investing in that kind of area around like getting someone to help me with copywriting um, has been really supportive um I feel like I need that more than coaching at the moment so it's knowing yourself really well when you seek that support
1: mm. So I guess in terms of slow, and I mean, it's really, this one's a hard one to distinguish slow from our business and our life, because ultimately we're the same person that comes into all of yeah. it. What kind yeah. of support are you stepping into in 2024, Sam?
0: Yeah, so I'm still continuing. I've been working with a therapist this year, um, and as I said, I did have some health challenges that impacted my mental health as well at the end of the year. So I'm just gonna keep seeing my therapist, but maybe more frequently. I was seeing her monthly and I I think I might see her fortnightly. Uh, She's an incredible um, healer as well. And um, I get a lot of support from her and many, many different levels, um, which is, it's good to remember that there are some pretty incredible people out there who don't have like, she doesn't have like an Instagram profile or an online presence. And I'm really spoiled to be able to work with her. And then I'm really doing some identity work myself around my ability ability to serve people in their business because when I started um, slow with Jess, I was really like, okay, yeah, I'm there for mindset and psychotherapy. Um, But through the last four months of running slow, I've really seen actually how much I have to offer in like business mentorship as well. So I think just really stepping into that identity more. Um, and I do that. I do a lot of self-coaching, use a lot of my coaching tools on myself as well. What about you, Jess?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm in a business mastermind at the moment and that's supporting all kind of levels of me, my, my strategy and my mindset and identity nervous system work. And so a big thing that we are working on at the moment is really, um, healing the inner child parts of me that don't feel safe to show up and be seen and to be in my fullest expression and so I you know I've heard for years and years and years as long as I've been in the online space like some sort of line around being the best kept secret in the online business coaching space and all of my coaches over the years have been like just get more visible like you just need to create more content and like let people see you because you're freaking amazing. And I don't have doubts about how good I am. I often will come off calls and we'll be like, far out. I'm so good at this. Like it's, it's but it's the, the being seen part um, yeah. that feels really edgy for me um, for a number of reasons. And so for the very first time, by working through my nervous system and my body it's unlocked the like the why behind me finding that stuff so tricky because it's not through like, I have the skills in copywriting. I have the strategy and the like, I know marketing mm-hmm. It's it's the actual, for me, it's the execution and like following through. And so, yeah, again, like knowing that that's my limitation, being really supported in that and, yeah, hopefully this is like the declaration that you'll see a whole lot more of me in, in Flow and on my own platforms as I continue to work through that and step into that identity of the woman that is, you know, willing to be seen in all her fullness, um, including the men.
0: I'm so excited, Jess, because I would have to agree, I think you are like one of the best kept secrets in the, the coaching <laughs> industry even just being your partner and working alongside you, I feel like I've absorbed so much learning. Um, And I know the women in slow would say the same. So yeah, I'm definitely here for all the visibility. (laughs) Um, And I think, yeah, it's, it's so important, isn't it? To like have that holistic support where you're having nervous system mindset and strategy and to have it all in one container is mm-hmm. really incredible and it's one of the main reasons that we created slow right because we were finding that women were kind of having to separate out a lot of their like mindset nervous system and strategy needs and in slow you get it all in the one container
1: so, yeah it, it, it is- really makes a difference I think having yeah it, it all there and like certainly in the results that we've Seen because there's that congruence and we're able to follow through and know like okay this thing's happening within their their body or this thing's happening in their beliefs and therefore we can adapt the strategies and support around that as opposed to here's the strategy just go and execute it and then like why aren't you executing and I know if it's- For me personally, I felt for years like I was constantly letting down my coaches because I couldn't just execute on the thing that we talked about. And I would see my clients getting the most incredible results using the strategies that I've supported them with. So I'm like, it's not that I don't know how to do this stuff. Why aren't I doing it? And so, yeah, like bringing that whole self approach to it. And I think to bring it to slow and when we look at the support that we're having or like we're putting in place for slow um, specifically in the new year is really around strategy. So like building out the foundations and again, that's that acknowledgement of our capacity playing to our strengths and really developing a robust infrastructure within the business that yes, takes work upfront to create, but is the thing that's going to support us to have the spaciousness that we desire um and again like it, it can be a bit of this this trade-off chicken and the egg thing like it can feel like you're slowed down by building out these foundations because it's like yeah. You know, and we've had this conversation a lot Sam like you know there's this kind yeah. of how why aren't we just showing up on the front end all the time and like we're Why are we like spending time in the back end doing these other things that aren't currently yielding results? And it's like, well, yeah, we can just keep showing up on the front end. But what we're then building is a business that requires us to constantly be on the front end in order to get any results. Whereas if you can balance that out and build out the back end, if you're not able to be present in the front for whatever reason, there's infrastructure there to support you. And so, yeah, balancing that out is something that we're, working on as we move through the early stages of this year and then also like acknowledging that in 2023 we did so much on the fly because it was just like a very like all of a sudden we were doing slow and that then meant that things were happening right up until like the timeline and so we couldn't really hand them over or get team to do it and so now being a bit proactive and going like what things can we hand over because you and I both have a really capable, amazing team in each of our respective businesses that we can have them in their zone of genius doing the task to support us. And that commitment of dedicated time on our calendar each week to working on Slow with one another is going to again support that implementation. Is there anything else you want to add there around how we're supporting ourselves in Slow? No, I think it's really
0: about being honest with ourselves and each other about our strengths and weaknesses and then where we need support and where we don't need support as well, right? Mm. Um, there are there are things that we're like, that Jess is amazing at that I really struggle with and things that I find easier. Like, so we kind of, um, we have those open conversations with each other. But if you're working for yourself, try and have those conversations with yourself, mm. you know, being, being really honest. In a non kind of critical way as well, I guess. <laughs> just in general, when you're doing this, um, this is my the little personal development side. I just have to add in that when we reflect and we plan, it can be really easy for our inner critic to come out and like for there to be like this harsh edge to it. So just as you're doing this, try and find a way to like really soften into like that innate enoughness
1: as well. Yeah, so so important. So just to quickly recap, the four steps are reflection and refinement, decide on your desires, clarify the specifics, and seek support.
0: And we would love it if you have listened, like anyone who's done a podcast will tell you, like, it does feel kind of funny just talking into the air and then putting it online and wondering who's listening and what they've gotten out of it. So if you could take a moment to send us a message or an email and just share your takeaways um, or jump on stories, if that's your thing, we would be so grateful for that.
1: Yes, absolutely. We'll share all the links on how you can reach us in the show notes. And if you are planning a launch this year, I mean, if you're in business, I'm sure you are planning some form of launch, whether that's a group coaching (laughs) program, excelling your one-to-one work, however that may look. We highly encourage you to download our Launching Can Be Lovely workshop. Inside that workshop, you will hear us do a full debrief on our slow launch, as well as talk through the process that we use and we support our clients with in order to really create simple, spacious, soul-nourishing launches that actually sell out. The links to that will also be below. And for a limited time, if you do download that workshop, you will have the opportunity to submit your launch plan and have it personally reviewed by both Sam and I to give you a whole ton of feedback that will hopefully support you to love launching even more.
0: Yeah, and some of the people who have already gone through that review process have fed back to us just how incredible and how generous the feedback they received from us was. So it's definitely an offer that I would be um, jumping on if I was you. (laughs)